0: This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. 2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back for all your NRL supercoach chat. We're playing for
1: Sheep Stations. Statman Devo is here. man Trainer's back again. There's Godsy
0: and his chin list. And Marks in the run-on side this year. We're playing for
1: Sheep Stations.
0: Working tab lady from way out west is sure gone. I put our patience to the test.
1: We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Branny. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations.
0: Welcome to another edition of Playing for Sheep Stations. Uh Dan and his mate, uh, Matt Trainer, the Queensland Dogs, have uh Left the building. They've just left the uh, blokes that get Origin, get NRL, get the football. The three New South Welshmen are on the couch for you tonight. Um, this pod won't go out till Wednesday afternoon because we might need the Queensland dog just to help us a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll push forward with just the opinions of three New South Welshmen tonight. Um, even after a pretty harrowing loss last Wednesday, Guardsy, I know you're still spitting chips about it, and I really expect a long run up off the uh, off the back fence. Uh, for the chin list and I, I, I'm sure there's a couple of uh, people that you can see on camera right now who may be getting a bit of a spray tonight, I don't know, but Guardsy, how was your week last week? I know there was a little mix up, I don't know if you'll tell people uh, or I'll be required to fill in the blanks.
2: It was a shit week, let me tell you that much. I, uh, I started the week well, I thought I was in for a good one, I had the Moses loop ready to go, I was all excited Ended up only scoring a, a 1,130, which I should have scored over 1,200, but we'll get to that. And, um, saw a red arrows of 1,500. I'm now ranked right 10,231. But now that I look back at it, I did, I did pretty well for a bloke that only had, uh, 15 players for the week. So, <laughs> uh, Supercoach decided to, uh, play games with my app. I, uh, did the loop and Captain Johnny Bateman and took Fat Boy Shuster out of my side and for some reason uh Britney Nakora ended up getting traded into my side and Ola Kowatu ended up sitting on the bench, so I missed out on eighty one points. So good times and then. Did, Sonny you, get to Luke's enjoy, did you
0: get to enjoy Sunny Luke's fifteen though?
2: Yes, I did. That was exciting. I was I was actually excited at one stage. I thought Josh Shuster was gonna be my AE because <laughs> he was on about seven after <laughs> a long time, so Either way, if I didn't loop, I would have got shushed as 20 and I would have probably been swearing even more. So, oh, well, what can you do?
0: Look forward to this week, mate. We can look forward to this week. All right, Mark, how did you go uh, in round
1: 17? Round 17, um, 1,214 points for the Electric Broncos. Um, disappointingly with that score, I went down 14 places. So, I now sit in 3,413th overall. The highlights for the week, it's getting repetitive and I'm surprised that Garzi didn't mention it, but the king, you've heard of the king, Garzi? Tunned up again, mate. Another Elvis? Hundred.
2: Elvis? Elvis Presley? <laughs> the only king I know.
1: <laughs> Hopgood, 100. Manu, back-to-back performances was a highlight, but for me, the highlight of the week was Tyrone Peachy, the peach winding back the clock. with a. What did he end up on, 107? Hmm. The low light, and it's probably was Davo's low light more so than mine, summed up in two words. Cody Walker. Very, very disappointing. So that was my week. Yeah, Cody Walker. Um, I would
0: have probably preferred to play with your 15, guardsy with your mistakes because I only scored 1114 because I didn't pick a loop option that was worth um, looping. Well, it probably was. I had Jerome Hughes it. Eighty six or something like that. So in hindsight, I probably should have should have looped him, but I stuck fat with uh, Cody Walker. I think there's a question a bit later on about Cody Walker and what we what we do with him. I saw eighteen hundred and twenty three red arrows down to seven thousand six hundred eighty nine. If you if I told you at the beginning of round seventeen that the Cardi Party and Peachy would be in the top 15 scorers for the round, I think everyone would laugh at me. If I told you at the start of the year that the Cardi party would be relevant and that Peachy would be someone who has made you a couple of hundred thousand, I think we'd get laughed out of uh, the Supercoach world. So what a strange place we live in. Well, right, we might fire straight into the team news so that we can just get this ball rolling. And if Matt Train ever listens to it, he can be happy that we're moving things along and not uh, chattering too much. So the first game, back to eight games, which is I'm thankful for, uh, means my team actually looks half decent again. Uh Thursday night sharks versus dragons guardsy.
2: Yes, I think a lot of superco trainers will be scrambling to trade in some sharks if you don't own many this week. This could be the absolute towel up sharks pretty much full strength. Ronaldo could score 7. Katoa could find some form. The Wethead guard could absolutely run a mark it's, it's an exciting game. I think sharks pretty much one the to 17, their best 17. Toby Rudolph is hanging around the, um, reserve. So, so he could be a late inclusion. I think someone like Thomas Hazelton could be gone, which makes the sharks better probably. And then obviously the dragons, who cares? They're going to get flogged. Ben Hunt doesn't want to be there. they they're making him stay. Honestly, typical dragons. This is why everyone hates them. But like Ben Hunt anyway. So,
0: Tortai Moga playing his third game. I think he's got a pretty low break even. I think he's got a two round average of about a hundred. So, if you're still looking yeah. to make some, if you're still looking to make cash, look, it could be a one or two week play. I don't know how long Sulley's out for, but with a haircut like that, I think he's got a HIA. But my head at ache we- if had a haircut like that. So.
2: Do we know which shark centre he'll be up against? Because whoever he's up against is scoring three. Well, I'll put, I'll put everything on it.
0: Dallin was down the right side last week, and they, he scored four tries. So um, I think Suli might be on the other side, though, isn't he? He's like a right side. Oh, great
2: news. So Talekai and Ronaldo are going to score three each. Oh, if that's, yeah, if that's the way they
0: go. Because isn't Lomax that's back exciting. on the left-hand side, isn't he? Yeah,
2: he's yeah. On the right
0: side. I don't know. But oh, yeah. Who, he, Right. So Katoa, if you're, way. if you're looking at right side wingers, um, what's his first name, Katoa? Sione. 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 There's about a 1,000 well. Katoas. Changed. I think he's on the back of about an eight, but surely he might score eight <laughs> tries this week. So if you want a sneaky sneaky pod and you don't want to bring Ronaldo in and you want the cheaper option, I think this week might be a pretty good week um, to do that. So, yeah, Dragons. I think we'll talk about the captaincy option around that later on. but. Looks like a good one. Anyone out of that team. Uh, if you want to go a VC, anyone really. Um, game two, Warriors versus Rabbitohs. Uh, I think it's in New Zealand, six o'clock, Friday night. Mark, I think we, you, hopefully, you talk about Sir Richie Kenner after Guardsy. I, I have to eat a bit of humble pie, Guardsy. You might have been right. What did he score last week? 60 or something, didn't
2: he? He ended up downgrading to 54, but it was all, oh, he had a couple of line breaks in a side that, He's it's
0: still averaging, yeah. now yeah. good call, mate. I'll, I'll, um, I'll give credit where it's due. I did bag it last week, but I wish I'd have made that trade now.
1: Well, Sir Richard, or Sir Dick, as I like to call him, Sir Dick Kenner, he's uh, running around again against the Warriors. And normally, you would fancy a South team up against the Warriors, wouldn't you? You'd be licking your lips at that matchup. But this year, it's turned on its head a little bit. The Warriors are in pretty good form, and South going reasonably average. Well, they lost four of their last five, South, so...
0: Conceding over 30 points a game.
1: Yeah, so, anyway, tough play. Well, int- well, we talk about the Warriors a bit later on, too. I might save it for that, but uh, Barnett back from suspension on the bench, uh, which moves Josh Curran into the back row for Murata Niakore, who's out for three weeks for hitting the 15th bloke in the head this season already. I think he's got a pretty good strike rate at uh, those sorts of tackles this year, Murata. Um, That's the only change for the Warriors. Um, and for South, Jacob Host is out suspended, Cartwright's dropped, um, been replaced by Havili and Mitchell, unfortunately, of the Shaq variety, though. Um, look, I mentioned it before, it, it's a game that's probably turned on its head from what you usually think. Sean Johnson's been in pretty good touch lately. So back over at home at New Zealand, Um, hopefully he can keep the form going for owners like me.
0: Yeah. If you had have talked about this game four or even five or six weeks ago, you'd certainly would have been scrambling for South's players, not scrambling for Warriors. So, you know, that's super coach, interesting game. That's the NRL this year too. It's pretty tight. So, uh, game three, Storm versus Panther, should be a cracking game, eight o'clock on Friday. I think it's the last game for the Storm at Amy Park for a while, or have they already moved? Are they at Marvel? It's at uh, Marvel. It's at Marvel, yeah. So um, that'll be a different um, feeling for them or a different place to play where Amy Park is such a fortress for them. So Eli Katoa, if you if you bought Eli Katoa three weeks and you've held him with the promise that he'll be back next week, still not named. So that's a bit of a shame for people that, Um, paid the money and didn't get any reward for that which makes me think nelson at 2rf i know we talked about his defensive liability last week but geez in attack he looks bloody hard to handle for anyone um i think there's a question from one of our younger listeners um later in the pod around that one munster's munster's back after caxtonitis i thought that was pretty funny um I think that's probably the funniest thing. Did Christian Welsh say it? Yeah. I think that's probably the funniest thing he's ever said in his lifetime, and he'll want to snip that one up for a little reel or something like that to show the grandkids. Um, for the Panthers, all the Origin players are back, which pushes players like Peachy, who dominated last week, out of the side, and Hosking, who was had a plan to be rested last week, back to 18th man and out. So, um, yeah, interesting. interesting to see how they go. Have heard that Cleary is ahead of schedule, but I think they did—they did say that they'd hold him till about round 21. So I think they were talking about maybe being ready earlier than that, but going to rest him and just see how they go. So, yeah, the Panthers just are a bit of a juggernaut still, even with five players out, made nearly a full-strength Knights team look pretty ordinary. But I don't think that's that difficult either. And I, Christian Welsh actually had two zingers in one one interview, didn't he? Because he's He spoke to Craig Bellamy with the live mic and said, uh, how did the Knights get beaten? The Panthers had no one. So, yeah, look forward to a bit of a spicy game when the Knights or when the Panthers play Melbourne. So, all right, moving on. We've got game four, first game on Saturday, Raiders versus the Titans. Guardsy, what are your thoughts around this one?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think this is an interesting one. I think there could be plenty of points. Raiders... You don't know where you're going to get this year. I think Big Red now with the uh, injury news of Queensland, I think he'll he'll he's due another big performance. I think he wants that Origin spot, so wouldn't su- surprise me if he bangs out another huge score, another eighty like he did last week. Tarpane looked a lot better last week too, back to his usual form. I think there's a few Raiders guys. The injury to Papali helped Tarpane's minutes last week. I think. I think it'll it'll stay that way this week. Pasami Solo starting, then you've got Gula and Mariotta on the bench. So,
0: did anyone notice? A- I watched I watched the Raiders game. Emre Gula is doing his best Paul Vaughn impersonation. Seriously, he he looks just like him. He's got the same haircut Vaughan he was running in his last year at at the Dragons. I <laughs> so that took a bit of a double take. Sorry to interrupt.
2: <laughs> no, you're all right. And then obviously the Titan side of things. AJ Brimson looks back to his best, and if Rich Walsh gets suspended, which he shouldn't, uh, Brimson was 18th man in game two, so it wouldn't surprise me if if he goes after a big one too to try and get that fullback spot. Tino's back this week after resting last week, which probably isn't a good thing if you're a Raiders supporter, because he's been killing it. We won't talk about the other fat bloke, because no one cares about him.
0: I didn't and know then, Schuster had a re- release to um, go and play for the Titans.
2: And then, uh, last of all, so,
0: talk about him.
2: Last of all, the I, Titans bench—they've gone. I with had one minutes. bright
0: spot last week, and you're going to brush it. Give me I a am. spell. I'm brushing
2: okay. it. Okay. The the Titans bench of Campbell and Randall—I think that's good news if you're a Tino owner because I think he's starting to play that 60 minutes which is what you need from Tino to for him to score well if he's not scoring tries. So, yeah, that bench is good news for anyone that's looking at Tino.
0: What would the Knights give to had Randall back this year now? Seriously, like that was a weird decision to let him go and have no backup for a bloke coming back well, off an ACL. I,
2: I can't believe a club like Newcastle doesn't have a young hooker floating about and Fiends Crossland is your only hope. Yeah, it's, it's a,
0: it's a weird of- one. I know you won't talk about it, but David Fafita did lose 40 grand, probably estimated to lose another 40 grand. So I think for people that sold, like we got to talk about it because for people that sold, when's the right time to bring him back? Because I think you do want him. Um, you'd be crossing your fingers he doesn't have as big a game this week, but against the Raiders, maybe the cold wouldn't will mind, get him.
2: Wouldn't mind seeing him do a hamstring, to be honest. Well,
0: do you know what? I wouldn't mind that either as long as it's in the 79th minute and he's on 120 no, 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 and I the, can in sell the third him. Minute. The third minute. Third <laughs> minute. Well, the third minute as long as he's crashed over for three. No, no we don't. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Game five because we're not going to agree on the Fafito one, are we, guardsy <laughs> All right, game five, Cowboys versus, Titans, uh, versus Tigers Sorry, uh, in North Queensland, Saturday at 5.30. Bit of a grudge match after the Tigers embarrassed them. Um, a few weeks ago. So let's, um, Mark, if you can give us the preview on that one.
1: They did put 60 through the Cowboys at Leichhardt Oval, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, The Cowboys have named the same 17, but I did read that Robson is in some doubt after reportedly picking up a slight hamstring niggle last week. Um, It said he went off. I obviously wasn't paying that close attention to the game, Granville must have gone into dummy half at some point. I just but... assumed
0: he was being rested after Origin. So
1: <clears throat> but yeah, so is on an extended bench, so he may be the one who comes into that 17, but otherwise it's an unchanged team for the Cowboys. Uh for the Tigers, Dane Laurie has been selected at 5'8, and Stafford Toa has moved out to the centers. Um it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that experiment then goes. Um I'm not sure if the Tigers are there's been plenty of talk around Dane Laurie potentially moving to 5'8, but they're in not only a world of hurt
0: New South Wales Cup
1: this year, the Tigers in the halves, but next year as well, with Brooks now having confirmed to have signed at Manly for the next four years. Um, I don't think Wakeham signed the only half I think they have confirmed has sign next year is adam dewey who's a real chance of not playing at all next year so whether they're looking at dane laurie as maybe a a solution in their halves not just for this year but moving forward who knows but this could be the ultimate turnaround couldn't it It wouldn't surprise you if the cowboys put 60 through the tigers here up there at uh, north queensland so the you know rugby league what a funny game
0: Yeah, Dane Laurie's been playing five eight for the last oh, five or six weeks in New South Wales Cup. So, yeah, it is interesting. The kebab God is not due back till mid next year. So they at the earliest at the earliest, yeah. So they don't have like he hasn't even had the second lot of surgery yet, and they say it's a twelve month recovery after the second surgery.
2: So they are talking about the young kid from Manly though going to the Tigers. Well, he
0: like, he has gone apparently Fainu. Yeah.
2: So,
0: so both I think both of them the back like the.
2: Huge. Massive raps on him too. So. Yeah,
0: 18 years old, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? All right, game six, Broncos versus the Dolphins, the second instalment of the Battle of Brisbane. I think it's at the Gabba, which is – um, I don't even know if a game of rugby league's ever been played at the Gabba, so it could be the first for that. While we record, um, Reese Walsh is in, in the uh, judiciary room calling everyone names, um, I believe, but he's not calling them names. He's calling the people behind them names um i think that's the defense uh the broncos have picked up a couple of injuries so i know jordan ricky and uh Flegler have both got foot injuries i think they've both got a very similar injuries i think ricky's is far more serious than Flegler's, from what i've heard it means that um palacia goes into the front row starting front row guards are you happy with that no
2: comment. It's, it's him or no it's not it's it should have been Corey jensen
0: Oh, I forgot about him. How could I forget about Corey Jensen? Um, in the back row, we've got Pia Cura, who was pretty good on the weekend. I think only one missed tackle or something, which was pretty good. With could, the
2: Could be his spot for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I think. And then Willison as well on the other side. So, budding a couple of the young guys. Um, from the Dolphins, Jeremy Marshall King named. He was named last week, so I'll wait and see. Katoa stays at six, which I think is interesting because he was – He struggled a bit last week, and I think it might just be catching up that first year of first grade. Um, Tafare is named at centre, so Edric Lee, not Edric, um, Branco Lee is still out. Tafare's got a break-even of three at 297K. How long he's got that job for, I don't know, but it's a bit of a downgrade and hope he doesn't make the bench. And Tessie plays the buy-around too. Plays the buy-around, so Tessie knew. Is back in as well on the wing for Braden McGrady, who looked great in attack, but very ordinary in defense in that first half. So I expect probably a pretty high scoring game here. So we'll see. I think um, if Walsh is unsuccessful at the judiciary, Tristan Saylor will go straight back into fullback. So, yeah, a bit of a moving, moving parts there at the Broncos. All right. Game seven, first game on a Sunday, and an absolute cracking game for you here, Guardsy, to um, preview. Wait for it. The Dogs versus the Knights. I can't wait for it. Uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. on Sunday. So how good is it that they've got the best conditions of the weekend? The 2 o'clock time slot on a Sunday, dry.
2: Could be game game of the round.
0: Game of the round. So, Guardsy, take it away.
2: Yeah, the Dogs have named Taze Perrin, but this talk that – he might be off to manly which i
0: heard i did see that and then i think they've come out and said that's just all rumor and speculation there's no substance
2: to it yeah I don't I know why anyone would, i don't know
0: why anyone would make a rumor up about Hayes perham to be honest maybe it was Hayes
2: perham making up a rumor about Hayes
0: <laughs> his manager trying to get some more money for him or something don't know
2: but yeah and then uh they've named khaled Rajabat six so i think they're lost for answers in the halves the dogs and they're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks.
0: Because Oluwapu's not even in the uh, squad at all. So he might be.
2: Move him, move him into the middle and then just brush him. Great yeah. coaching. Geez,
0: wasn't that a good move to move him into the middle? Defensive
2: powerhouse. And then uh, everyone's favourite, uh, AE Nightmare, Franklin Pelle He's also back on the bench.
0: He's my favourite because he's not in my team. I always loved the tussle between Sonny Luke and Franklin Pelé to see who could score the lowest in the single digits or t- early teens.
2: And then uh, on the Knights, they're basically the same, except Lachlan Fitzgibbon is back and starting, which pushes Dylan Lucas out of the side to 18th man, who I actually thought Dylan Lucas has looked pretty decent in the back row. At least he likes to have a tough carry and... I actually liked him more than Fitzgibbon. And with Fitzgibbon leaving, I thought it might have been a good time to blood, blood him in the back row and play Fitzgibbon off the bench or just piss him off altogether. But I guess money talks. I think um, Adam
0: O'Brien is trying to be the next coach sacked. He's got a really high bet on himself on sports bet. As uh, the <laughs> next coach sacked, by the way, that he's naming his team seriously. so And the way he gets his team up, fair income against that Penrith team, if you watched in that last three or four sets – just the way they set up, it was the most ridiculous setup I've ever seen.
2: For a side Kalen down Ponga, by
0: eight, side down by eight, and Kalen Ponga didn't touch the ball in the last five minutes. Ponga was on forty three super coach points at halftime and finished on forty eight.
2: Yeah, like, he. Uh,
0: you know, he that's was back to his best. Well, it's got to come down to a bit of their structure as well. Like, if you he... surely you'd just, just set it up so that he gets the ball.
2: I actually think their halves look like they've got no game plan and are just. Making things up on the fly too, and the only thing I would say about the Knights, someone who are, who looks decent and is fairly cheap still, we've you've spoken about him before. Adam Elliott had another decent game again, so he's probably one that you could look at. Apart from him, there's not much.
0: Yeah, I wonder, Adam Elliott. Like I know I spoke about him last week as somebody to. Is he going to get the big score at the Knights? Is he going to be better than somebody else that you can get in? Does he have the upside? And I watched the game pretty closely because I did mention him last week, and. I think my answers were three no's. So, yeah, anyway. All right, moving on. We've spent plenty of time on the Bulldogs-Nights game. Moving on to the last game of the round, Sea Eagles versus the Roosters, Four Pines Park, 4.05 Sunday afternoon. If you didn't have to line up for a beer or go for a piss, that's probably a good game to go and watch. So, um, yeah, Mark,
1: let us know about that one. Well, in, in a bright note for super coaches, Ruben Garrick's been named at fullback again. Um, so that's good news. There was plenty of talk that if he stayed there in the centres, that he was a potential sell. But I think he's a—he's definitely a hold now there at fullback. Um, a few changes here for Manly. Parker replaces Morgan Harper in the centres, and then we got Jake Trebojevic, Ben Trebojevic, and Kelma Tuolangi all returning from injury. That pushes everyone's favourite Sean Fucking Kepi out of the side and onto the extended bench. Um, And then there's a few changes for the Roosters too. Um, I think a few injuries. Tupanua, who didn't play last week, um, he's having to undergo neck surgery, I think I read. So he's potentially, I think they said he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Angus Crichton, who just started his first game after a long spell on the weekend did an MCL. So they say he's out for four weeks. They do have the rugby trader, Joseph Suali'i returning on the wing. Um, Otherwise they're just uh, a few. I I did notice Victor Radley also moved uh, out wider to the back row and they're starting with Nathan Brown, who actually has looked all right when he's come on there. He has a bit of ball playing through the middle, Radley, Radley's gone a bit gun shy. I think Radley's not sure how he should be playing now. He's been rubbed out a few times this year, and he, I think, he's just well, he's a, a shadow of his former self. Before he signed England,
2: play, Nathan Brown's now playing how Radley was playing.
1: Yeah, I mean Nathan Brown's always played like that, hasn't he? Off the yeah. back fence, hard at it. So uh, he's been a really good buy for the Roosters, I reckon. But gee whiz, they're really, really struggling, aren't they? I mean... The worst team in attack. Yeah, it's, you know... The, Manu got the, I two did tries find it
2: interesting that but... Butcher was named on the extended bench. So though. Surely think, he comes in if
1: he's fit. Yeah, I think he was out with an ankle injury last week. So if he is fit, you imagine that he comes in. I think Egan Butcher misses because he failed his HIA last week so there's a few changes around that Roosters team. Um, Manly always seemed to play a bit better out there at Brookvale Oval so interesting watch that one just to you say it about a lot of teams this year don't you but you kind of expect in the back of your mind you think oh the Roosters they'll just hit their stride shortly and you know Tedesco will start to fire and Manu will start to fire. Well, Manu's probably gone all right the last couple of weeks, but Teddy's really struggling, whether he's carrying a bit of an injury, whether he's, I don't know, maybe he's just at that age now where he's just that half a step slower. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think Teddy, for a lot of his careers, carried Nick Politis on his back, so I think it's finally catching up to him now that he's a bit older. So, Sur Lee, on the... On the wing is a is a good one. He's down to a pretty like a price that you can probably get him at. Like he started the year high because he finished the year on the wing at the Roosters, and if it's a really close watch, if they do find a bit of form and they can get the ball out to him, he's a noted finisher, and that's exactly what you want in Super Coach. So, yeah, a few few things to look at over the next couple of weeks with some bottomed out players that actually have done pretty well. So there's the wrap up of the uh, all eight games uh, for this round and. Yeah, hope, hopefully we can have some good footy this weekend, and I'm really looking forward to that Bulldogs-Nights game.
2: This is
0: All right, we've heard the sound. We've had a bit of a rev-up session. I've tried to get Gardzi as frustrated as possible with the King and Fifi and the Origin lost, but he's he's just not – I can't stir him this week. So, listeners, I hope the um, chin list can be a bit fiery for you because I know this is many people's favourite segment. So, Guardsy, hit us with the chin list, mate.
2: First of all, fuck off.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, let's start with just the the fan favourite, everyone's favourite. If Grand Atkins is on the list, that call in Origin was an absolute disgrace. How how he has said that Valentine Holmes grounded that ball. That'll fucking do me. If that's how we're scoring tries now, then we might as well just start awarding tries if they just get over the line and turn it into fucking NFL. What's the point of grounding the ball? We've got Fafita throwing forward passes anyway, so we might as well play NFL. Touchdown. Fucking honestly. First two tries in origin, absolute joke. Queensland dogs.
0: I can honestly say though, it didn't cost us the game.
2: Yeah, but I'm still allowed to b- pretend it did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Change the game. Yeah. It, it meant anyway, they beat us
0: th- it mean uh, they uh, meant they beat us 32, 6 or whatever it was instead of
2: 20 Uh, change the game all right we might have been up by 12 different time all right okay anyway next on the list is probably the biggest flog in all of Queensland it's not Matt trainer just thought I'd get that out (laughs) of the way right now but it's uh it's uh another bloke who's a bigger flog it's Cameron Smith he's on the list just first of all when Fafita threw that touchdown he was like oh it was definitely a line ball. I'm absolutely sick of him getting in that box and sucking off every single Queenslander and always, he can never be honest. Well, we all, we all knew that from these Melbourne days when he was buying, getting boats bought for him and rooting Vonnie allegedly. And tell blokes allegedly. that couldn't
0: walk, have never walked again to stand up.
2: Yeah. Fucking grub. But yeah, he, Biggest one-sorted commentator I've ever seen. Everyone sprays Joey, but at least Joey just bees quiet because he's upset. He shows a bit of passion because he knows if he doesn't be quiet, he's going to tell Cameron Smith to get fucked, which (laughs) I'd probably prefer. Uh, Who's next? Blockers on the list, which isn't surprising, to be honest. Blockers on the list for saying that when uh, the Broncos-Titans game, I didn't watch much footy this weekend, boys, but I did watch bits of the – Broncos Titans game and I did notice when uh Khan Pereira made the break and kicked it directly into Reese Walsh who apparently played at the ball but we'll we'll get to that and then blockers said that uh Walsh should have been sin bin for a shoulder charge what the fuck game are you watching blocker where the fuck was the shoulder charge he barely even made contact with him you old fuckhead honestly the bloke has been hit in the head way too many times. Fuck off, blocker. <laughs> uh, who's next? Oh, we might as well put him on the list now. He's 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 quickly becoming my least favorite ref, and that's Chris Butler, or is David Locksacre and Jared Butler. He's I nearly used. I nearly put again. Jared
0: Butler's photo under the chin list, just as a bit of a laugh.
2: Surprise, surprise! He's made the list again. He's becoming he's becoming the new Todd Smith, in my opinion. The bloke is fucking useless. Um, how he decided that Reese Walsh played at that ball off Campera, which then led to the Titans scoring game changing play. And I don't understand how a bloke's played at the ball when he's trying to tackle the bloke who's lightning quick and he boots it into his prong almost. And that's played at, I'm sorry, what are you meant to do? Bloke's an absolute disgrace. And then he's also on the list for a second time, we'll call it second because it's two separate things. And this is what Has me fired up because if Reese Walsh gets suspended, I'm calling death threats on Chris Butler (laughs) next week. I don't care. do it. Honestly, he had his feelings hurt by Walsh because he he dropped the C-bomb. I'm sorry. If your feelings are getting hurt because someone's calling you to C-bomb, go get a job in an office where someone will email you that because you obviously don't like being spoken to. You deserved it because... You're a shit ref. The other call you made, where you, the video ref, sorry, the video ref made it when freaking. We'll get to that, but yeah, your feelings got hurt, and now Harold Reese is sent to judiciary and he's facing a suspension just because he swore at you. I'm sorry. Grow up. You get paid the big bucks. Don't make shit calls, and you won't get called shit words. That's that's how I see it. In my opinion, but it's all good, boys, because. Apparently, if Rhys Walsh swears at a ref, he should be suspended. But if Jerome Luai pushes a ref, all good. Accidents (laughs) happen, you know. Play on, fair play. But fuck the NRL, fuck the refs. We don't know what's happening with Walsh yet. But if he gets suspended, I'll be ranting next week as well. And then just memory.
1: If memory serves me correctly, you've always been a big fan of Mitchell Moses speaking to referees in the same sort of manner too, haven't you? So,
2: mate. Moses and Gut- and that wanker Gutherson can speak to refs however they want, and it's all good, but Reese Walsh calls him what he is because we, we all agree Chris Bradley is that word. We'll call him a soft vagina. <laughs> He's that word. And Reese Walsh is su- facing suspension. It's a joke. And just to finish the video, ref, I, I don't know who it was. Dan's not here, so we'll just play on. It was probably Green Atkins. It wouldn't surprise me. AC Badger. But... Honestly, that no try when they said David Fafita would have caught Reese Walsh, you are taking the absolute piss. David Fafita has never chased anyone in his life unless they've got a big ice cream or an ice cream hanging out their <laughs> back pocket. There is no way in the world Fafita was chasing him. He's a fat, lazy dog. And that's that. Oh. Is that the end? Yeah.
1: Okay. How did Fitler not end up on the list? Oh. Well, I'm
2: sick of him. Honestly, I'm just pretending he doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, I'd like to put Fitler on. At what point would you go, well, I've got Cameron Murray, who's pretty versatile, a really good defender, on the bench, that I don't play for the whole first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half. And I'm going to put Damien Cook, one of our best attacking weapons, through the middle, I, into the centre. I think
2: it's because he's a beach sprinter.
0: I don't care. <laughs> mate. I don't care if he played... Juniors as a centre. Seriously, at origin level, he's got to right. be kidding, doesn't he's, he's he? You know,
2: seriously, Hudson Young would have been a better option at centre. Oh. Liam Martin would have been a better option at centre. Isaiah Stio was a centre when coming up. Like, Do you so know, many options.
0: when it happened, the last person I thought would end up at centre, like, I probably would have rather Payne Haas to defend there. Like, I just, seriously, whereabouts would Damien Cook have ranked on your list of Going he to last option.
2: the only person he was ahead of was sorry, he was ahead of two people. He was ahead a of Junior and he was ahead of Reese Robson. That's it.
0: Like, unbelievable. No, unbelievable. Like, and but, Freddie, Freddie came but, out and defended it and said, that was our plan. If one of our centers got injured, was to put Cookie because, there because train during the week.
1: Oh, maybe yeah, but
2: could, just because it, it, it was a plan doesn't mean it was a good one. HIA, but-
0: like, holy shit.
2: Anyway, thanks, so, Garzi. Word that one. Word that one then at the end, Freddie. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks, Gardzi. Thanks, mate. Um, DMs. DMs with Daveo will bring it to a, a different level. And we've got a couple of crackers this week. Now, we haven't heard from Kev for a while. Kev's just been secretly trading every week, like taking the lead from Gardzi. You love to see it. He he um he says in his in his com- it was a comment to start with. He said, if we measure the performance of the wet head god by how wet his hair is. Should we consider how much perm DWZ has to assess his potential for meat pies? I don't mind the comparison because, holy shit, DWZ has the best head of hair <laughs> I've ever seen on an NRL player. Coming to America, soul <laughs> glow. Does anyone get that vibe? Yes.
2: Like, oh 100%. Lord.
0: Unbelievable. And he says, but seriously, I've bugger all trades left, but I'm tempted to buy DWZ. Is this a good move? We talk a little we're gonna talk a little bit later in talking points without trainer about the Warriors. Um but DWZ there'd be worse places to look. I don't know what his right own
2: is right now it's not the worst option in terms of wingers in the NRL and scoring points. He's
1: scoring tries for fun right now. Oh they're... the only problem is they're not gonna play the dragons every week, are they? No. <laughs> you know. He I think he scored a try a few weeks ago and still only scored 41. Um, we've spoken about he, him in the past. I mean. So.
2: I think the other thing you got to consider is he's also one Sean Johnson injury away from being irrelevant again as well.
0: Yeah, but so Sean Johnson and people have flocked to him in the halves. Um, oh, I'm just
2: letting people know, mate.
0: Yeah, I know, but I don't think you can like necessarily make, because Sean Johnson hasn't had an injury all year. I've done a bit of... So he's due.
2: Um,
0: yeah, he's, he's probably due. Look, they've got... Uh, who have they got?
2: South Parasharks.
0: South oh, Parasharks, Raiders, then the bye. But after the bye, so around 23 onwards, they've got Titans, Tigers, Seagulls, Dragons, Dolphins. All those teams could be so out of finals contention by then um, that they could just rack up some big, big scores. Particularly Titans are Titans away, so that's in Australia. But then they've got Tigers, Lions. Sea Eagles, Dragons at home. Finish with the Dolphins away. If they're fighting for a top four position, which is highly likely with that sort of run, I think I think it's not the worst shout. Like really, Um just having a think about it. So low on trades, you really need to make these last ones count. And if bringing DWs keepers.
2: Yeah. hey. Whoever you trade in now, you're trading them in the keep for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So he is a guy, though, that I think you can just trade in with that sort of matchup after round 23. Yeah. I don't know what his price is. it would be pretty high, I imagine. I think
2: that's 700 now.
0: So you're sort of paying...
2: 719. 719, break-even
0: of... Oh, break-even of...
2: I can't remember. I think you've got to compare... Break you even at thirty six. You got to compare him to other guys. You don't have though. Like, have have you got a
1: shark's winger? Like so Ronaldo? he he's Ronaldo's a hundred thousand cheaper.
0: Is he really? Oh, he's
1: in there the six hundred.
0: So you'd be looking at DWZ or someone like Campbell Graham.
2: Yeah, basically Campbell Graham's high six hundred. So.
0: so, like, that's the kind of market you're looking at. Who who do you have more faith in for the rest of the year? Don't know. Don't know. Maybe maybe. I don't know. Maybe take a punt, Kev. I know it's your first year back playing for ages, and you're low on trades. So have a hit. DWZ. It's go not many people. Are going, yeah, not many people are going to be able to bring him in. So if You've it feels feel right it and it makes your side look good, I'd do it.
2: If you so, feel it, go for it. That's how I work.
0: Where's he got to feel it, Guardsy?
2: Yeah, I'm deep in his plums. And that's exactly
0: where he's going to feel it. All right. <laughs> We've got a question from Shooter. Shooter has um, Shooter must be listening very intently. Because he says, you guys suggested uh a while ago that come round 20, you should have about 10 trades left. He then says, how I
2: uh, hey? I wouldn't have said that. No, nah, you
0: wouldn't have said that. <laughs> he, he says, uh, how are we going with that? He said, I'm on 13 trades left. Sure. Probably no trades, probably no trades this week. Um he's leading a couple of head-to-head comps. And he said, I just want some reassurance that I'm in a good spot. I'm going to lead, lead, I'm going to just have a quick shout-out. So Dan has alerted us to the fact that Shooter and his son Max combined for five tries on the weekend. They play rugby, but they're both heading to the Netherlands because I'm pretty sure Max has been named in a national side for the Netherlands. Was that the, Canada? Or Canada. So he's he's representing Canada at an under underage tournament for rugby. So I know that. Shooter has represented the Bahamas or something, wasn't it? Bermuda. Bermuda, one of those, like one of those countries over there. Played fifteen tests for Bermuda. Went to a World Cup. So his son's following in his footsteps, uh, representing. Not not bad, not bad stock. So, Gazi, can you reassure Shooter that thirteen trades at this point is pretty good?
2: Thirteen trades is heaps. Yeah, yeah. If, especially if you're not trading this week.
0: Is that's... he showing off?
2: Yeah definitely I'm at I, I I'm at 10 trades right now so
0: before or after um, trades this week before holy
2: Whoa.
0: I'd, I'd be having a panic attack 13's good though.
2: I'm pretty happy. Trading with, this week I'm pretty happy with majority of my side though so so you're gonna start to, up, to you're gonna start a few to back guys off? again yeah there's a few guys I'd like to get in but as long, it depends on your side. Like, you might have 13 trades left, and you might be looking at your side going, Jesus Christ, I'm in a in a hole here. So, yeah, I think it depends. Mark, what are your but thoughts?
1: yeah, around? I think 13's good. Yeah, I think 13's all right. If he's not going to trade this week, if he looks all right next week for round 19, I mean, you can make three next week if you don't need to make three. I think those big buy rounds have shown you probably don't need to trade to get to 13 or 14, you can run with maybe 12 as long as they're quality players. You went through
0: the players available on the buy next week yeah, and there's some pretty good players.
1: Yeah, so you, you know, you've know you got players like in your back row, lots of people have players like Bateman, uh, Hopgood, um, Nicora. Preston, Nicora, um, Nico oh, should be available, Sean good. Johnson, oh, um, you know, Harris.
2: Alan, Ronaldo. Oh, tell
1: yeah. you what. You know, so. Paula, the king. Yeah. So. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the king, yes. Richie Kender. Richie Kender. Sir Dick. Thank you, Sir Dick. Sir Dick, um, Dick Kender. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, 13's probably okay. He's probably traveling pretty sweetly. I've. What have I got at the start of this week? 16. I've probably got. I've locked one trade in already, and we'll probably probably make another one, um, but we'll wait and see. So yeah, I think you got plenty.
0: Yeah, I've got 17 trades at the start of this week. I think I'm gonna make two, which will take me down to 15, but I hopefully will have reasonable numbers for next week, and I can just sit tight and make maybe one trade next week, which will keep me, I'll be up around that, um, I don't know, 13, 14, 13 12, 13 trades, come around 20, which is kind of where I said I'd like to be. I said I'd like to be somewhere between 10 and 14 trades, come around 20 with a few of my origin players kept, which I've done. So I've been able to keep homes for feeder, a um, few other few other guys. I've got a few targets that I've got there that I want to bring in. So, yeah, look, 13, I think you now just have to start to assess every trade, don't you? Like Guardsy said, trades are at a premium. Make sure if you bring someone in, it's either to, make, like, to free up some cash to bring a gun so you might start to nuff in a couple of rounds. Like I wouldn't have too many nuffs, but one or two that really frees up. Two, eh?
2: yeah. yeah, I'd say two nuffs.
0: Two at the most. I I think one would be plenty, of, particularly with people That's like, well, particularly with people like Pia Kura and Tafare and Richie Kenner and those sort of blokes who are actually playing and pumping out half-decent scores. Like you don't want to play them, but if you desperately had to, you might be able to pick up anywhere between 30 and 50 points out of those blokes so I think you can nuff without nothing and they're going to be okay in your side if you want a VC loop as well so if your captain, your VC's done well enough like a pretty good score, a 30 or 40 doesn't hurt you if that's your AE so that's the way I'm looking at that one shooter so good luck on your trip to the Netherlands and good luck uh, for Max's selection in the national team for Canada and yeah, hopefully you don't slide down the ranks with Coach being a back burner when you're in the Netherlands so Maybe 10 trades will be enough. You might make another one for the rest of the year. So <laughs> I don't know. All right. The next person that asked a question, Alex. Alex slides into the DMs every week. His kids slide in to the DMs as well. So uh, Alex's first question is, when is the right time to bring in Haas? He is the right price, but has origin in the buy. Guardsy, you are a Haas owner. Can you just oh, put yeah. a, can you put that to the side? And if you didn't have Payne Haas, would you be bringing him in? And when would that be?
2: I'd probably be waiting until round twenty when he plays the Bulldogs. So got the Dolphins this week. Yeah, he might score 60, 70 this week, but he's not gonna go up in price really. So, and then he's got the they've got the buy, and he's got origin. So round twenty is probably before the Bulldogs game. It's probably a good, I think, a good point because then the only issue is he does have one more buy in round twenty five. But best prop in the game, yeah, round twenty,
0: I think. Yep, straight after Origin. Hope he doesn't yep. play reduced minutes. If it's not round twenty, I think he plays Souths in round twenty-one, so that's still not looking like a bad matchup with their pack at the moment. So, uh, Mark, are you, have you? Are you a Payne Haas owner?
1: No, no, I don't own him. But my thoughts are the same as guardsy So my I've got written down here. I think he's got a break-even in the seventies this week. So. Even if you don't get him this week, he's not gonna even if he has, you know, a really good game, he's not gonna rise significantly in value, if at all. Um then with origin and the buy coming up, yeah. I wouldn't be getting him until after Origin.
0: Yeah, just see if he backs up for that game against um against the dogs. If he does, straight in. He'll still be pretty cheap, still in the six hundreds, I imagine because um, I think he's in the six 600s, isn't he? It's about 650 or something really low for him. But, yeah, what's a good score for him this week? If he sets up a try, scores a try, he might get 100. So, only beats the Dolphins
2: big. forward pack. I guess it's a pretty good matchup. That's the only thing he might. But if he does, if he scores a 100, he's not making more than 10, 20 15, yeah. 20. 20, grand, so. 20 at the he most. Might, so. He might be at 700K by round 20. Yeah. That's it
0: which won't, won't kill you too much. I think you should be able to find that kind of money. Alex has another question. He says, is Walker a sell now that Souths are going poorly and Latrell is another month away? Besides Munster, who else could I target? I think it'll be really interesting because I know Dylan Brown goes to court again tomorrow. Um, don't know. Haven't heard a lot about the story, but um, quite often, yeah, who knows. But outside of that, Munster is the obvious one, and then who? I don't know. I think I like the flexibility of having someone like Kalen Ponga and maybe a Brimo or a Joey Manu or someone in that, where you can toss and toss and change that five, second 5'8 five, position. Will I sell Cody Walker? I don't reckon I will. I think yeah. surely they come good. Like they're a bloody good team, and he plays he the this.
2: Boy, he plays the round nineteen boy round as well. Yeah.
0: So I think so. I'm. I'm probably just going to sit with Walker. Like, I know I'll lose a bit of money, but I bought him pretty cheaply as well. Like, I think we all got on him when he bought him, bottomed out the first time and then he went on a bit of a run. Well, so.
2: But it's all good and well. He scores 30 and everyone's upset. But if he's low scores in the 30s, that's not really that upsetting either in my opinion.
0: It only is when you captain him.
2: Yeah, well, don't
0: captain him. I, I won't again. But, yeah. Mark, are you going to sell Walker?
1: No. And largely because of the point you raised, who do you sell him to? Um, it's not a very deep position this year, is it? South I mean,
2: yeah, will find their form again. Yeah.
1: Latrell will come back and Cody will start smiling again. He looked like he ate a shit sandwich before the game last weekend, didn't he? So, But he has those weeks, doesn't he? He comes out and he looks like he's got the shits with the world and stinks it up. And then the next week you'll come out and all those passes that miss the mark you'll set. Bloody Alex Johnson up for four tries, you know, and away he goes. He's happy again.
0: From from round twenty two onwards. So they before before the buy that well they play the they play the Warriors this week, then the Dogs on the buy, which should be okay because I think they'll be out. You, you imagine Burton will probably be out, but so will Cook and yeah, Murray. Yeah. But I think they can cover them. Okay, then they've got the buy. Then they come to the Broncos round twenty one. But then you definitely want him because they play the Tigers, Sharks, Dragons, Knights, then they have a buy, then the Roosters to finish. Like, that's a pretty pretty nice matchup up until the buy. And if you want to flip him at the buy, I think you'll still get pretty good money and you can probably go a pod move if you need to and bring in one of those lower ownership blokes out of Brimson or Reese Walsh might be low ownership by then or coming off a buy. So I certainly don't think I'd be selling um, No. Walker just now, and is Munster the second best? I think so. I think he he definitely is. So um, Walker and Munster, but like I said, don't mind the flexibility of having the ability to push two or three blokes in, depending on other jewels and stuff like that. So yeah, Alex, I'd be holding Walker because I imagine trades are getting low as well. It's not a bloke that you desperately need to trade out. There's plenty of other spots in my team. I need to trade people out, and I'm sure everyone's in the same boat. All right, Austin. Alex's son sent us a video question, but I'll read it. Is it time to cut ties with Schuster, just like Manly? It looks like they're planning to do, and and go to Enough, or do I go straight to Sweet Baby Ray? Every question Austin asks has some reference to Sweet Baby Ray, and that's why Dan loves him. We don't, we don't not love him, but I wouldn't be going to Sweet Baby Ray. Uh, Sweet Baby Ray's made his money. I think if you didn't get him a while ago, he's 417,000 off the top of my head, something like that. Because when this question got asked, I had a look, is it time to get off Schuster? I think Schuster's a bit over 400 still, is he? Or is he just just over 400? 400. He's I, do, I Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if the news of Luke Brooks coming and Schuster's got a bit of a bee in his bonnet and... Like, I don't know if that he's drives not, him or not. He's not
2: that kind of bloke. It'll probably make him play worse. He'll, yeah, probably have, he'll probably throw his toys out of the cot, have a tantrum, and he could end up at Macca's binge eating.
0: Do you own Schuster?
2: Not after this week, I won't.
0: You're selling him this week?
2: I am selling Schuster this week.
0: So it's time to cut ties with Schuster?
2: If if you can downgrade him for someone and upgrade uh Better player somewhere else than definitely.
0: So who are you thinking? You who, who, we'll talk about it later. Don't don't go into it. But um, all right. So Mark Guardsy's cutting ties with Schuster. Is it time for him to go? For you?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think Guardsy's right. He's not the type of bloke I think who will take that as a challenge. That they've signed Brooks. You, I'm, you know, after everything that happened at Manly last week, half that team cracked the shits if the wind blows in the wrong direction. Like, oh, I think he's just as likely to, you know, pack it in. And although I did read today that far from wanting to get rid of him, they've offered him a three-year deal for $2.4 million to play in the back row. Seabold is just a genuine lunatic, isn't
0: he? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't read that. Um, I'm a bit shocked by that. So you reckon the only thing in his belly is going to be Big Macs, not a fire?
2: Yeah. If he gets if he's got that new contract, he's just spent a grand at Macca's. <laughs>
0: All right. So I, I read the question and he says, Do I enough or go to Sweet Baby Ray, who I'm gonna say SBR. SBR is probably the only acronym I can get at the Dolphins. I can't afford JMK. So but Sweet Baby Ray is certainly not on my radar. All right. Matilda yeah. Matilda, so Alex's daughter has she's asked a couple of good questions in the last week. And doesn't mind throwing around the old Queensland dogs, which I really appreciate and like. So, uh, she says, if Nass stays at two RF, is he a genuine target? Mark, yeah. what do you do? You want
1: to do you want to go on this one, Mark? Yeah. Man. First thing I will say is that watching those video questions, Drew, is those two kids have great manners, don't they? They're fantastic, um, and I do like. Matilda, giving it to those Queensland dogs. They can get stuffed, can't they? Bugger those two clowns. And the whole state. Anyone who's flown over Queensland recently, they can get stuffed too. Um, Yeah, I think Nass is a really good option if he stays at second row out wide there. He, well, Josh Schuster, I laid him through there at one point last week. He wasn't too keen to get in. Front of him, which then makes a mockery of that previous comment. Eight hundred thousand for him to defend out there, in front of Nas next year.
0: He's defending like Cardi did when he was at the Titans. <laughs>
1: um, but what's what halfback or back row would want to be standing there and watching uh, Nas charge onto it off the back fence at you? There, I mean, no thanks. The only downside for me is that I think he's front row only. Um. I'm not sure if there's another I, – I don't know if there is another um, reclassification, but, um, yeah, I think if he stays out there, attacking-wise, which is what you're really looking at at Supercoach, is that he he has real attacking upside playing out there. So he's a genuine option for me. Gazi, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I agree with Mark. If – it would be nice to know how serious Katoa's injury is first, because you don't want to bring Nas in this week and then Katoa is back.
0: But yeah, surely, yeah. surely Leero could make way because he is
2: pretty average. Yeah. He's
1: played every minute of the season. I know. They said in commentary. Unbelievable. He's, he's,
2: he seems like one of Bellamy's favourites. I think. Yeah, I think Bellamy's is putting Nas on an edge for now. But yeah, if he's out there for a few more weeks, even. He's gonna make you some good cash on that edge because he looks like he's gonna score a few tries. But they don't play the by yeah, round. No. 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 So, I think if so, you want him, it's gotta be it's gotta be this week.
0: That's the only downside. He doesn't play round 19, so I think that's um that's probably the only major downer on on that one, and that he is only front row forward. I did read some stats around him in games that he's played 50 minutes or more, which was the weekend plus five other games, Melbourne are five from five, and the weeks that he's played 50 minutes or less, uh, I think they're two or three from five. So he, he has an impact out there, and I think um, he has an impact while he's on the field. So the big bastard should be playing bigger minutes through the middle, whether he's in the middle or out, out wide, because he's just very damaging um, out there. And like Mark said, it's all about attacking stats. Who cares if he misses three tackles? Craig Bellamy does, but we don't. So but that could see his time cut short out of second row if he's gonna miss miss a few tackles. But yeah, yeah. In, in short, Nass genuine target. And I think he'd be pretty I don't think his ownership would be too high. So yeah. Bah, bah, bah. All right, talking points without trainer. It's been talking points without trainer for a very long time. I feel like
2: it's the new segment, mate. That's the yeah. new segment
0: new segment without him um we've got a couple of couple of talking points this week um the first one mark suggested we talk about with turbo gone for the season and the trail still out for another month who are the fullbacks to
1: target for the run home mark do you want to talk about that first Yeah, can i I asked the question because last week i was toying with trading uh dream the dream Buller out but then when there were the late changes at penrith i held on to him then Turbo went down, and it got me thinking. Well, who are the who are the better options? Who are you going to trade him to there at fullback? I'm running him and Guardsy's favourite, the King, the real King, not that bullshit King of Penrith. Crap, yep, dishing out, but
2: Peaky's not dual position.
1: <laughs> king Gutho. Um, so I'm running them at fullback at the moment. Uh, I think Latrell. You probably. You know you want him to have a run or two back, nut? No, you reckon as soon as he's named, you bring him straight back in. Um, if you've got the money, yeah. And I, I mean, you could sell. By that time, you can sell Gutherson to anyone. Buller, I'm happy to have another look at him for a week or two, especially he's got round 19 buy coverage as well, so he's a decent number there. He's going to lose money uh, quickly though. Yeah. Um, prepared to have a look and hold him for another week or two and see. Um I've got a few center wings who even if I then do sell him, I can swing into that fullback position on a week by week basis on matchups and that sort of thing. Because without Turbo and without Mitchell playing at the moment, I'm not sure who else I'd want to target. Scott Drinkwater's been going well, but he's one of those hot and cold blokes. You know, he's had a couple of good scores, and sure enough, I'll bring him in and he'll pull out a 15 and all that sort of stuff. Will Kennedy's maybe the only other one I thought. I think the Sharks have have they done their buys. He's got the Dragons this week, but, again, he's maybe gone off the boil a little bit. But, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. Garzy, who are you targeting?
2: Um, I'll probably keep... Dylan Edwards is one of my fullbacks for the rest of the year, but just because he's got a good base and playing in Pan he can score some points. I've currently got Ponger there, but Ponger's not a a season keeper for me. I'd like to I, I'm in the same boat as you. I think if Latro's named and he looks good. Seems like they're taking their time with it. Latrell's probably number one, I think, with no turbo. That flog from Parramatta is not going anywhere near my side, so <laughs> I, I think Latrell's one to target, in my opinion.
0: So round twenty-one straight away when he comes back.
2: Yeah, last year, same thing happened, and he went on that run, and it was, it was hard to watch. It, it was very painful not owning him. So I don't think I want to see that happen again.
0: Yeah, I think he cost a, a lot of people. Their socks. You were lucky, I think, Guardsy, that he didn't cost you. Oh, mate. He almost cost me my socks. He does have a break even of 139. So I think it's a bit like Nico when some people held off and some people got him when he came back to play, when he played the Dragons and he scored 180. Latrell certainly has that in him. Although he does, if he comes back around 21, they play the Broncos. So probably couldn't seem going, he might get 100, but I couldn't see him really devastating you. And with
2: hundred. I wouldn't be disappointed if I lose 30k the first week,
0: to be Yeah. So I think that's as what you have you to have be prepared for because then he plays West Tiger, Sharks, St George, Newcastle has the buy then the Roosters at the end. The yeah. only and as long point... as you've
2: got that second fullback. Yeah. Bye, and if you
0: if you've got the second gun fullback, you can probably afford to hold um in that spot. So the other strategy I think Mark touched on it is to just have one gun fullback whether that be wing. someone and then just have a center wing that you can rotate them up through well, and have an extra gun center wing. I know that You could...
2: You've, if, if you've got the options too, like we said before, having like a Joey Marnie there, it gives you options because then you can move him to 5.8 if you need to and stuff like that. So yeah. there's plenty of things you could do.
0: Yeah, so I think it's possibly think- a spot that you might like. They're all reasonably low ownership, I think, like... If you think Teddy's going to come back from Origin, there's going to be a chance that he flips a switch and actually goes back to the old Teddy. Don't think I'm confident that it's going to happen, but I'm sure there's some people that will take a risk. He's pretty low ownership. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get off Buller, so he's going to not be someone that's still, what's he, he was up in like.
2: I think, I, I think so. Looking at
0: 40 odd percent of teams, didn't he? He's down to 20 percent of teams now. So
2: I, I must admit, the run, the run home for Ponga, if he, does catch form though, like he's got dogs and tigers, but then he plays Melbourne, Canberra, Dolphins, Dogs, South Sharks, and then finishes with dragons. If there Not is a, a player game. though,
0: like a bloke like Kalen Ponger, even if his team gets very heavily beaten, he can have three flashes of brilliance yeah. because he is one of the best players in the world. Let's even though he's a lazy shit and doesn't do a lot. Three three great plays where he makes a line break and sets up a try and they get beaten forty-eight. 12, he's probably got a big hand in the 12 points he might have scored a try. He, he set it up with a line break and he's still going to score okay. So I've got a sneaky one that I don't think a lot of people are going to be on. And it's a bit, pretty big risk, but he's in 2% of teams and he's at a pretty good price this week. So I don't think a lot of people are bringing him in or thinking about bringing him in, but I'll talk about that in my trades. So... um all right, I think we might have found every fullback from every team. Would you agree? Um, no yes. one, no one said the hammer. I'm surprised no one said the hammer. Not a, like not, <laughs> not a sneaky option to go the hammer for those people that have still got him. I know he can be. You can have him at centre wing. So the other one that actually, well, we'll probably talk about it in this one. I worry. The second talking point a worry is the real deal this year is SJ an, an alternative to Nico and Cleary. And other other warriors to target now there's a bloke that we could have picked up under four hundred thousand at the beginning of the year starting in the center wing play at fullback in chance nickel clock start i didn't do it because he was pretty poor at the raiders in that last part of his time there and that's why he was down under four hundred thousand. but flying now looks like he punches out 100 every week and doesn't he's a guy that does it and doesn't look like he's done a lot of work if that makes sense like he hasn't got to score three or four tries like Guardsy says, the king does. Um, he just seems like he's got his hands on everything. He's sweeping out the back. He's making breaks. He's busting tackles. So there's the guy that I know that he's one of the ones that I feel like I missed. I missed Sarko at the start of the year, but brought him in when he wasn't as high as he is now. Um, but around the Warriors, are they genuine chances, Guardsy? What are your thoughts around the Warriors and around bringing in players from the Warriors?
2: Are they genuine contenders? No, I don't think they are. If you look at who they've played so far and who they've beat, I don't think they've really beat anyone that good yet. And they've got a pretty, they've had a pretty decent draw all year. Looking back at it now, they don't even really play a lot of the really good teams twice and they've lost to some crap teams. I think they're on a good run now. Everyone's talking them up, but it's the Warriors. They're going to have a bad game soon and lose this form. And I think they'll make the me eight, but I think they'll be beat first week at a finals. Super so coach-wise...
0: You, you think they've got the run
2: that the Cowboys and the Sharks had last year? Yeah, 100%. They're, they're being kissed on the prong, and it's not going to last. But super coach-wise, it is great news. I think SJ is a, like, he's a decent third option, but if Clearion Hines are killing it, you can't compare... SJ to in Hines
0: who are, you, who are your me,
2: halfbacks at the moment Guardsy? I've got Hines and Moses and I still think Moses is even scoring better than for me than Johnson obviously the price and I think Para will probably have a better run home footy wise than the Warriors to be honest any other any other Warriors that you think you can target we talked about DWZ after
0: Kev's question I've just identified Chance is Chance someone you could bring in even at his price now?
2: Probably I, I wouldn't be, but if you've got the money, I guess so. The other one obviously is Benoit Blake, who just keeps pounding out the big scores.
0: Tohu, if you've got him, probably pretty consistent. Um, yeah, I think that's like you couldn't bring in a Curran who's bottomed out, I don't think, could you? Um, because his job security isn't there. And I think. He's not their F- favoured starter when they're all on on deck. I think there's a bit of roulette around the centres, isn't there? Like Rocco Berry's in one week and then someone else is in. So
2: And the centres aren't consistent scorers for them. It's, yeah. yeah.
0: But, yeah, Mark, what are your thoughts?
1: I think the big thing in the Warriors' favour this year is that they've got to go home. Mm. So I think that's playing a big part in how they're playing, where they are on the table. Um, Yeah, they haven't, you know, beaten a lot of the the top teams, but, you know, the Sharks didn't beat a lot of the top teams last year and everyone was raving about them. I mean, when we ask are the Warriors the real deal, do I think they're a chance to win the comp? Oh, no, I don't think they're a real-life chance to win the comp, but they've at least shown that their consistency of effort this year is not what, it has been from the Warriors in the past. So in that sense, yeah, I think, you know, they've improved and they're a bit more reliable for you to bring those Warriors players in. I mean, I've got Sean Johnson in my team. He went up $100,000 last week. He's got a low break even again. Am I going to hold him over Nathan Cleary? No, I'm not. But come round 21 when Cleary plays again, I'm probably going to make money selling Johnson to Cleary which, you know, that, that's madness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the big thing that's helped the Warriors this year is the fact that they've got to go home. They haven't lived in a hotel for the last – having lived in a hotel for the last two years, played away from home, been away from their fam- families, that is, I think, the biggest factor in the Warriors' success this year that no one really is talking about.
0: And they got they got a decent coach they certainly look like they might have got the best uh, assistant coach from Penrith because everyone was talking up Seraldo as the as the big dog to go and it was all in the press but Webster went to the Warriors without any fanfare and I think he's actually shown that he's probably the the better coach because the rosters are not incredibly dissimilar. I wouldn't have thought if you probably put both rosters side by side at the beginning of the year
1: would have the dogs I absolutely would have
0: would have thought that would be the case. All right. So hopefully that steered you in or out of a couple of Warriors players. They do have a pretty good draw. We've, we looked at their draw earlier and make the trades count, I guess, is the only – so if you're committed to the Warriors and you think they're going to keep going well, if you feel it in your plums, stick with it. So – All right, we're going to move straight on to trades this week because I think this is a pretty important week with trades. Some people are saving trades if your team's set up. I would if you're running low on trades. I probably wouldn't trade hugely this week. I'm going to throw to Guardsy because I know he loves a trade. He told us he had 10 trades left. Yes. Yes. That's the first time you've divulged that to the listeners for a long time. I'm proud of you.
2: Mate, not important. Not important how many trades I've got left. Anyway, trades this week. I'm uh, finally getting rid of Fatboy Shuster. I can't look at him anymore in my team. And uh, I'm going to take the cash while I can. Get it within the bank. I'm going to downgrade him to Pia Kuru, who I think the news on Riki is he's probably done for the season. So I think Pia Kuru will keep that edge spot. And I think he's got the potential to score some tries and look pretty good. And I'm happy to take the cash now and keep him as an option. He's he looks like he's a average of about forty if he plays eighty in the back row, which I'm happy with he's not gonna be an AE nightmare. So I'll take the cash and look at that next trade and if there's anyone worth getting this week or holding it for next week.
0: So if they're like Piacur at, at a bait like if his floor is even if it's thirty five. Like he, you can play that if you desperately have to, can't yeah.
2: you? Don't I don't I don't need to waste a trade on him. If he gets injured as well it's not just enough, I mean, because
0: you paid the right price for him.
2: Yeah, I could enough. I could obviously enough Schuster to a nobody, but that too early just means I'm one short. Yeah, whereas Pick or at least he's playing. Yeah. he's going to make some cash, and he's probably a decent option if I have to play someone. Worst case scenario. So,
0: do you have many sharks this week?
2: I've got Nakora, I've got Heinz, and I've got Ronaldo. So, yeah, Okay.
0: so the big, the
2: big three that you sort of feel like you've got to have. Yeah, the and then obviously, yeah. I don't have any loop options because Moses is my backup halfback. Everyone else I've got playing. So I'm probably looking at just straight seeing the wet-haired guard this week and just hoping that he comes out with nice wet hair.
0: Wet hair, nice day against a very ordinary Dragons team again. Mark, yeah. what are you looking at this week?
1: I do have one trade locked in, and it's Peachy to Garzi's man, Ronaldo. There's been plenty of talk. Well, there's talk last week, Sir Kenneth Bromwich, Sir Dick Kennar. this week. Surely, Sir Tyrone Peachy, he must be pretty close to a knighthood.
2: After the last couple of
1: weeks, come on.
2: Sir Richard is the only person
1: we will be acknowledging. It's outrageous, outrageous. But I'm also now after guards. You're very convincing, mate, with your... Trades there. I'm not a big fan of Schuster in my team. He's getting. He's made the money for us. He's got a break even of like 68 or something this week. Um, that sounds like a pretty decent downgrade to me. It then frees up a bit more. How much is Peter cash cool? for me?
2: Like 297 or something.
1: So it frees up another hundred thousand. That then opens up my move to get Fafita back into my team. I could then. In the coming weeks, go a Hosking straight up to Fafida in one trade. So that, I think, is probably the options for me this week. That will leave me, if I make those two trades with 14 trades left, Um, like Gardzi, I think I am just going to straight out Captain Nico on Thursday. Last week, I accidentally straight out captained Sean Johnson on Thursday (coughs) night against the Dragons, and that turned out well. So we'll – See what
0: Supercoach did for him, Garzy? He moved Nico out and brought SJ in. It didn't ruin it. It just put the captain on
1: him, and he scored 100 and something.
2: They just don't want me to have my socks again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I figured Thursday night, captains, let's just roll with it because I've got – if I loop, I've got you know Sunny Luke. I'm going to get twelve for an auto emergency. So, um, may as well just cut the middleman out and just put the captaincy straight on Nico.
2: And look, I
0: imagine any any super coacher worth their weight will, unless they've got a really good loop option and they don't have the shit in their team that I've got, I think I think Nico will be the well and truly the most captained player. I'd say more than half. Of super coaches will straight captain him. It could be an amazing move to try and go a pod captain. Like this could be the week. So if Nico comes out and scores a sixty and three, like half the teams have got him as a VC or a C, and yeah, I don't know. That's it's it's probably risk versus reward. But I think I'm I'm feeling the same thing. I think I'm just going to go Nico. I've only got one name written down. I can't VC anyone because I've got Sonny Luke. As a stinker and i don't know if i've even got anyone not playing this week um so i think nico is the captain i'm going to make two trades this week i've i had 17 trades coming into the round i might might even use my last boost guardsy can you believe i've kept a boost till now that's outrageous isn't it
2: you disgust me yeah (laughs)
0: unbelievable i mean it hasn't helped me at all being conservative this year i'm sitting seven and a half thousand so maybe i should have just been like every other year and gone just ruthless just
2: bring in sir richard
0: no i can't can't bring him in this week i'm making a couple of big moves for me i'm selling Taruva. i've kept Taruva till now he's been pretty good and sir i'm sir selling richard? peachy hey no not, not sir richard with with jewels yeah. with my dual position availability having had a center running at fullback for the last couple of weeks I'm going to bring in Nicaragua in the back row, and I'm bringing in Brimo and hoping that his hammies are taped together and cool. just hold out.
2: You do know I love Brimo. I oh, I love
0: Brimo, and he's at two percent, less than three, less than. It's just a crazy low ownership. And how
2: filthy will you be if he plays Origin?
0: Uh oh, about as filthy as people who had Moses.
2: Yeah, fair.
0: Like um, I'll still have Buller at fullback for next week. I've still I do like it. I've still what? got thirteen players. I've I've not bought players because they've either had a buy in a couple of weeks or they were an origin chance and it's really impacted my scores. So I'm just gonna go. I like I like the look of Brimo last week. He like also gives
2: you the option if you need to move him up to back up six as well. Well, this is what
0: I've got. So I've got Ponga and Brimo at the moment. So the way I look at it is if something happens to either of them, because they're both Mate, that's, that's injury risk. Like, I'm bloody – I'm calling snake eyes every bloody time I'm throwing the craps dice, aren't I, really? Um, injury risk is high with those two players, but I can move – unless they both get injured, and that would just be a real kick in the dick, wouldn't it? But let's not even go down that road. If one of them gets injured, I can move the other one up or down and I can bring another 5'8 or a fullback in, and both of those players will be at a reasonable price, so I won't have to find a lot of money. That's my thinking behind it. I want to get on Brimo before everyone realises that he's an absolute gun. I watched him play on the weekend, and he is, like, at that elite level, I reckon. Like, he's at the Reese Walsh oh, kind, yeah, kind of level of what he makes defences look like. Like, if I, if I had to choose between Brimo or Scott Drinkwater, I'd take Brimo every day of the week. I think he's going to be a far more consistent scorer. So, while he's 2%, I'm sitting at 7,500. I've got to take a risk somewhere. Brimo at the end of last year. I remember Matt Trainer brought him in. Do you remember when he had the shits and he was going poorly and Brimo tuned up just about every week for him in that last four or five weeks and it was the one thing that I think attracted him back to Supercoach this year because he was kicking stones at the end so I want to be this year's Matt Trainer with Brimo. So there's there's my move Nico the captain and now we move on to the most amazing part of the uh Podcast and our favourite part of the week when I can scoff at Mark for choosing two centres and a fullback in a multi instead of just trying to pull some wingers up and just get one happening. I don't know if he's taken my advice. I keep saying it every week. I laughed at Kyle Phelps, but he was a winger. There were people that missed. Stags, he's a centre. Mark, hit us with a multi so we can have some Chinese,
1: please. You'll be pleased to know I have listened this week. I've got three... Wingers, three wingers in the multi anytime try scorer this week. I think he, if he's not at 115% ownership this week, Ronaldo against oh. the Dragons, um, then something's wrong. So, Ronaldo, anytime try scorer. Now, if you remember the last time the Tigers played, Will Warbrick scored 18 tries down the right hand side. I think. Sammy Valame is the winger on that side for the Cowboys at home. They'll run right against the Tigers. Sammy Valame is an anytime try scorer. And then he hasn't scored in a couple of weeks. I think he is due a try. I don't think he scored in a couple of weeks. Playing against the worst defence in the NRL, the Newcastle Knights, Greg Marsu.
0: He plays for the Knights.
1: Yeah, he plays for the Knights oh. against the Bulldogs who have the worst defensive record in the comp. He will score a try. There's your three try scorers. $4.91, five forty one with a boost. Are you on board this week? I love it. There you go.
0: <laughs> finally, finally. Look, I really feel I'm feeling good about this one. So, you know, Mark and I had a bit of a powwow before this he came up with no damn we came up to my house and we sat around the kitchen table and we felt like we we're in sync i felt like our minds were working together i feel like he's chat channeled a bit of that i did say that um you know if we were a couple of sheilas living in a share house we'd be we'd be aligned so um i feel like that's happened so look no dan to steer us around and keep us on track or distract us i'm not sure this week which is the better one to have it's just been a bit of a conversation between three real, three real NRL and Origin fans, you know, the ones that support their state that they were born in, um, actually get Origin. So I've really enjoyed the chat tonight, boys. Um, hopefully the listeners have enjoyed what we've put out. We've put out a few pretty good opinions, and I think we found a couple of sneaky pods for some people. And and uh, really love the questions from our young fans, particularly Matilda. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout Matilda out while Dan's not here to. To um, love Austin too much So keep him coming Shooter good luck again overseas And uh, look I need a bounce back And I, I, just to close The guy that was the top scorer this week Went from He made up a stack of positions I think he scored 1600 and something And he's now really entrenched in the top 100 Or something like that Like he made stacks of ground Who's to say all of our centre wings Can't all score Four tries in DWZ for us. So well, mm. happy super coaching, Tatar
2: and farewell.